you, Sheila. Beautiful. And now a word of welcome. Good morning, Trinity. Welcome to Rally Sunday. It's Rally Sunday, and wherever your journey has taken you, you're welcome here. And this is The Invitation. sing rejoicing and enter the house of our God the source of our days come and hear the stories of what God has done and walk forth in God's loving ways singing praise to the And uh, not just us, but those uh, out there in cyberspace, out those across the internet, joining us from across the country today. Good morning to all of you. We all wish you the very best, and thank you uh, for joining us. It is good that we are here. Everything's going to be projected for you, and we're going to follow up that beautiful prelude music with an important statement that we make to ourselves, to each other, to the world. I'd invite you to stand if you're comfortable singing. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mine is the church where everybody's welcome.
morning. It's called the Curie. We sing and pray together. Curie Eleison. In our hymn of praise, put your hand in the hand of the man. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Be with us, Lord Jesus. Dwell with us. Guide us. Give us the courage to put our hand in yours and to go forward into a gospel future. Give us the faith to put our hand in the hand of the man who stilled the water, raised the dead, and died that we might live. Send now your Holy Spirit to enliven our worship and inspire our service. We pray in the name that is above all other names, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated, and Rocky's going to come forward and read our gospel lesson for us this morning.
reading is from the sixth chapter of Luke. One Sabbath, while Jesus was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked some heads of grain. They rubbed them together in their hands and they ate them. But some of the Pharisees said, why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And then on another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And there was a man with a withered hand. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would cure on the Sabbath so that they might find accusations against him. Even though he knew they were thinking, he said to the man who had the withered hand, come and stand here. He got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath? To save life or to destroy it? After looking around at all of them, he said to them, stretch out your hand. And so he did, and his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. The word of the Lord. Seeing the uh, gorgeous rain last night and uh, the marvel of the things in uh, my garden and uh, seeing my grandson on FaceTime, just the fact of FaceTime, but then the fact of the grandson, you know, lots of amazing things. And uh, how we have taken a look at uh, how we view all of God's uh, amazing creation. There's a song about uh, miracles. When I was a boy each week, Sunday we would go to church, pay attention to the priest. And he would read the Holy Word and consecrate the Holy Bread. And everyone would kneel and bow. Today the only difference is everything is holy now. Everything, everything, everything is holy now. When I was in Sunday school, we would learn about the time Moses split the sea in two, and Jesus made the water wine. And I remember feeling sad, miracles don't happen still. Now I can't keep track, cause everything's a miracle, everything, everything. Everything's a miracle. Wine from water is not so small, but an even better magic trick is that anything is here at all. So the challenging thing becomes not to look for miracles. But finding when there isn't one When holy water was rare at best Barely wet my fingertips But now I have to hold my breath Like I'm swimming in a sea of it It used to be a world half there Heaven's second rate hand me down But I walk it with a reverent tip Cause everything is holy now Everything, everything, everything is holy now 
questioning child's face and say it's not a testament that'd be very hard to say see another new morning come and say it's not a sacrament I tell you that it can't be done. This morning outside I stood, saw a little red-winged bird, sing, shining like a burning bush, and singing like a script of verse. It made me want to bow my head. I remember when church let out, how things have changed since then And everything is holy now Used to be a world half there Heaven's second rate hand-me-down But I walk it with a reverent air Cause everything is holy now Oh, you can clap. That's fine. <laughs> Someone wanted to clap over there, and I would agree 100%. Thank you. Beautiful. And thank you for being here. Are you excited to be here? Yeah. Okay. I need you fully engaged. Fully engaged for the next uh, 20 minutes. I, uh, as someone brought, told me this morning, you can't tell if I'm yawning behind my mask. Uh, <laughs> no, but I can see your eyes, so uh, keep that in mind. Now, uh, under the uh, uh, heading of being fully engaged, we're going to start this sermon with you being involved. We're going to do a litany. Here it goes. There it is. Are you ready? Mine is the church. Either all are welcome. Either all are welcome. All are welcome in God's house. All are welcome in God's house. Doubters and skeptics. Young and old. Everyone equal. Yes, thanks be to God. Speaking words like that are important. Why? Because they help us to understand our identity. Our identity as a congregation, our identity as Christians, our identity as individuals. Mine is the church where everybody's welcome. And the next line, equally important, I know it's true because... Exactly. Don't you see? There's no room for arrogance. There's no room for self-righteousness. Christianity is one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. The greatest threat to Christianity is not persecution, even though Christianity continues to be the most persecuted of all religious movements. The greatest threat to Christianity is not persecution, it is hypocrisy, self-righteous hypocrisy. The church must not become a club. We are not a society of achievers. We are broken people from broken families. We are fragile, we are frail, we are afraid, and we are at our core very insecure. Everyone welcome, everyone equal. But I'm so thankful that I'm not quite as bad as some of those others. I mean, really. Certainly God's going to honor my work for the church, my, my Sunday morning attendance is pretty good, my forgiving heart, and my over-the-top humility. 
Mine is the church where everybody's welcome. It's either true, you see, or it's not true. And there's really no in-between. Was there ever in all of history anyone closer to God than Moses? Moses, a basket case from his birth, who ascended to the pinnacle of power. He became a prince of Egypt, only to fall. He would murder a man. He would run off to the wilderness of Midian and hide there. Moses was the savior of the enslaved Hebrews. Moses summoned to Mount Sinai by God and given the Ten Commandments. Moses was so close to God, and yet God remained mysterious to him. Moses longed to understand the divine. And in the 33rd chapter of Exodus, God is pleased with Moses, and that was not always the case. Moses seized the moment. He would seek revelation. He would plead with God, hoping to come to a deeper understanding of this mysterious creator. God said, Moses, you have found favor in my sight. And Moses summoned all of his courage and addressed the divine, saying, show me. Show me your glory, I pray. Show me what makes you tick, Lord. Reveal what has been hidden. You can trust me. Show me your glory. And God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you. Okay, here it comes. Are you ready? Here it comes. Would you like a direct revelation of God's inner being? Want to know what gives God joy? Want to see the very heart of God? Is that your desire? So I want you to join Moses in saying, show me your glory, Lord. Show me. And this is how God answered. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. How's that sound? You like that? Can you live with that? Mercy, 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 grace, and Mercy are God's glory, and grace and mercy are God's work. Be thankful, my friends, that God is gracious and merciful with you. And know, too, that God is not going to consult you as grace and mercy are lavished out upon others. Let's be clear. God does not really care what you think about your neighbor. And if God wants to be gracious to some lazy bum or some greedy Wall Street businessman, that's uh, none of your business. God says, I will be gracious on whom I choose, and I will show my mercy as I choose. This is my glory. This is my pleasure. Get used to it. And all the Christians join the children of Israel, the chosen ones, the chosen nation, and saying, Mercy for me, Lord. But I would prefer a little justice for the rest of us. Mercy for me, justice for them. Now, you probably heard the news that Sirhan Sirhan, the man who assassinated Robert Kennedy, was approved for parole. Unless the governor of California intervenes, he'll get out of jail free at the age of 77 having spent the last 53 years in confinement. Is that okay with you? Is it okay that a man who changed the course of history, a man who dashed the dreams of a generation, the man who took a father from his children, a man who took a husband from his wife, a man who paved the way for Richard Nixon to be president, <laughs> would now live in freedom? Mercy, mercy, Lord, but, but really, about justice show me your glory Lord show me your glory I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy and I don't need your opinion 
20 years ago we gathered for rally day 20 years ago we gathered here a festive rally day it was September the 9th 2001 it was our very first Sunday with a kitchen and a gym to host a lavish party. It was our first Sunday with the educational wing for our little ones to go to Sunday school. And what a joyful day it was for us. And the sermon title on that day 20 years ago was Our World Will Never Be the Same. Two days later, the world was changed. The world was forever changed by the events of 9-11. There would be no going back. Normal as we knew it was over. We would never walk someone to the gate at the airport again. We'd never arrive at the last minute for a flight. And we would enter a season of war, 20 years of war. What are those terrorists? Islamic extremists. Murderers who left behind countless widows and widowers and orphans. Could God forgive them? Would it offend you if you arrived at heaven and saw them there? Mercy for me, Lord. Justice for those terrorists. The religious people were offended by Jesus. You heard it as Rocky read it. They were offended by Jesus. They were not offended by his call for repentance, not offended by his call for justice, not offended by the way he talked about the judgment of God. No, what were they offended about? His grace and his mercy. Now, they may have liked some of his teachings, but they were seriously offended when he extended mercy and grace to known sinners. Their noses were out of joint. Their egos were threatened. I would say that they were blanked off at Jesus, but our preschool director finds that phrase offensive. So, so I'll say that they were ticked off. How's that? The religious people were offended. They were offended when he did not keep religious laws and customs. Now, the title of this morning's sermon reflects the sentiments of every Pharisee and Sadducee and Christian whoever hung around Jesus. The sermon title is Jesus Don't. Now let me hear you say that like you are exasperated. Jesus don't. Come on, one more time like you're mad. Jesus don't. Now that was a plea. But you heard it as Rocky read it. It was more than a plea. This was a deadly serious warning Jesus offended the religious people how did he offend them let me count the ways they were offended when he did not keep the religious laws and customs Jesus encountered some people one time who were carrying a paralyzed man to him to be healed and he was impressed by their faith and he said to them your sins are forgiven that's good, right? But the religious people said, this man is blaspheming. Jesus, don't. You can't go around forgiving sins. There must be some justice. There must be some order. At least make them do penance. Then Jesus saw a man named Matthew. Who was he? He was a hated tax collector. And Jesus said, follow me. And Matthew did. But the religious people said, Jesus, don't. If you want to be respected, you must watch the company you keep. Jesus, don't associate with such people. And that night he sat for dinner. Now most of us have dinner tables, and we reserve those dinner tables for friends or family. Jesus sat that night with tax collectors, prostitutes, known sinners, he ate with them, and by doing so, he lifted them up as he broke bread with them. But the Pharisees were outraged. They said, Jesus, don't do it. Don't do this. Don't go out of your way to offend us. And don't talk to women. 
and don't forgive the woman caught in adultery. We have laws, you know. And don't touch lepers, Jesus. And don't touch the dead. And Jesus, don't go into the house of a Roman soldier. We don't care how sick his daughter is. Jesus, don't offend us with stories about prodigal sons and disgraceful Jewish fathers who forgive them. Jesus, don't pay the workers in the vineyard the same wage. You are rewarding lazy bums and you are ruining, ruining capitalism. Jesus, don't talk to foreigners. Jesus, don't heal on the Sabbath. We have laws against that. Jesus, don't let your disciples harvest and eat on the Sabbath. We have laws for that too. Order must be maintained. And Jesus, don't raise the dead. Don't turn over the tables of the money changers. And then there was this encounter in Matthew 15. Then the Pharisees and the scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem. And they said, why do your disciples break from the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands before they eat. And what did Jesus do? He called out their hypocrisy, their self-righteous hypocrisy. And the many ways that they broke the commandments of God. Jesus said, you hypocrites, the prophet Isaiah was right about you when he said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship. If you read on then a little later, the disciples, they took Jesus aside, kind of put their arm around him and said, listen, Jesus, Jesus, do you know that the Pharisees took offense at what you said? Jesus, don't. Jesus, don't cozy up the sinners. Jesus, don't invite just anyone to eat with us at table. We want to follow you, Jesus, but we have to think about our future. Making the religious people mad is not going to serve us very well. And by the way, Jesus, could we possibly have a membership committee? Would it hurt to do a background check before we let people join us? And why, oh why, Jesus, do you hang out with losers like us? Mercy, mercy, mercy. Mercy for me, Lord, justice for those others. Now the church historically has had a sad history of exclusion. There have been far too many excommunications and banishments. The church has excelled at shunning people and shaming people. Women were excluded from leadership in the church. In some circles, they still are. The divorced were denied Holy Communion. And those who died of suicide were not allowed a Christian burial or even a place in the Christian graveyard, bury them out there somewhere. And children born out of wedlock were shunned, and mixed marriages were condemned, and our gay and lesbian children were forced out the door or into closets. Disease, heartache, mental illness have been viewed as a sign of God's judgment. Not a great history. Mercy for me justice for the rest of them. Jesus, don't associate with those kinds of people. Mine is the church where everybody's welcome. That's right. Everyone is welcome. You know, I mean, as long as they look like us. As long as they don't really make us too uncomfortable, as long as they kind of follow our long-standing Lutheran traditions, as long as they don't sit in my assigned pew. <laughs> Long-haired, freaky people need not apply. Yeah, it's been said that the church is the only army that shoots its wounded. Shoots the wounded. And who's wounded? All of us. Either all are welcome or all will be excluded. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. 
Mine is the church where everybody's welcome. I know it's true because my friends, my lovers, my partners on this journey of life, I have really good news for you. Jesus knows your deepest secrets. Jesus knows and loves you anyway. Jesus knows the one behind your mask, the one that is rarely revealed, the one unknown even to your spouse. Jesus knows you and Jesus loves you. Can you try to get your head around that? Can you bathe in that amazing grace of God? Jesus loves you even if all the rest of us think you're a little bit self-centered, whiny, and pathetic. Jesus loves you as you are. Is that okay? You've been forgiven. Is that okay? You've been welcomed in the arms of Jesus for eternity. Heaven will be your home. Is that okay? Thank you, Jesus. That is okay. That is good news. Good. I get it. But wait a minute. What about her? Or what about him? I'm surely not as clueless as they are. What about him? I don't have to share heaven or a church pew with a Democrat, will I? What about him, that NRA neighbor of mine? And what about her with her five ex-husbands? And what about that Trump supporter? And what about that vegan? What is that about? And what about the entire state of Texas? <laughs> and what about Muslims? And what about those 9-11 terrorists? Mercy for me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But how about a little justice for the rest of them? Either all are welcome or all will be excluded. Jesus, don't. Jesus, don't tell me that I must love my enemy. Jesus, don't go to the cross. Jesus, for Christ's sake, Jesus, how could you love me? Saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Was grace that taught my heart. And grace my fears relieve. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already. And grace will lead us home. The Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. Shield. 
than when we first I would invite you to stand as we lift our hearts to God in prayer. Rocky's going to lead us in the prayers. We have a sung response, Take, O Take Me As I Am. We'll sing that now, and then after each petition, we'll return back to that sung response. Let us pray. confidence in God's compassion and generosity, let us pray for the church, the world, and all creation. O gracious and loving God, on this Raleigh Sunday, we give thanks for all those who serve, teachers, greeters, preachers musicians, kitchen and office folks, and more. May we find our vocation here where our deep gladness and the world's great hunger meet. May all those who humbly serve here be received with hearts of joy and an attitude of gratitude. As we sing, we pray. Take hold, take me as I am. comforting those families who were torn apart and those souls were seared by the experience of the terror attacks on September 11th, 2001 and the war that followed. Help all to know and feel the strength of your presence and the healing power of your love. You have taught us that hating the other is no solution to conflict. Show us how to contradict terror by treating every human being as your beloved son or daughter. Teach us what it means to love and forgive, not only neighbors, but enemies as ourselves. Help us to trust each other enough to work together to set things right. As we sing, we pray. Heal and care for those who are ill dying or in need, especially those we name either out loud or in the silence of our hearts. Lord, let us be bold as we dare to follow Jesus and break with traditions that do not lead to abundant life for all. Keep us from judging and exclusion as we daily recreate sacred space where 
everybody is welcome. Give us generosity and generous and humble hearts. As we sing, we pray. Sing. joy and in fear trusting in your grace and mercy through jesus christ our light and our hope amen, amen. the peace of the lord be with you, with you. share a pandemic greeting with one another Thank you for sharing that green of peace. After the uh, service, would encourage you to take that good energy. Uh, over in the gym for coffee, coffee and cookies. Uh, the rumor is we have cinnamon rolls too, fresh from Payless, so you might want to come over for that. Uh, there's also a coffee station that leads out in the courtyard. It was supposed to stop raining by nine. I don't know if it did, but. Uh, if you want to, there, there are some high top tables out there as well. Uh, the doors are open in the gym as we try to keep the, the air moving through these spaces. But we'd encourage you, if you would like, to join us. Um, and um, maybe I'll turn it over to Deacon Amy to tell you what else is going on between the services. All right, good morning. Well, this is rally day, so it is our return to all things education and maybe some fun in there too. So our adult education resumes this morning. Uh, that'll be between services 9:10 to 10:10 down the hall in the fireside room. And this morning, Sheila is going to be speaking. Uh, the title is an explanation of mysticism and the feminine divine in the mostly Christian tradition. So it should be a very interesting class this morning. Um, you can read your flyer, your handout has next week's class description as well. And that will continue every Sunday morning down the hall. Sunday school will be happening at the same time for all of our kiddos. Um, we were hoping to be outside in the courtyard, but we've moved into the gym today. So we'll be in the far end of the gym and we'll have the doors open, lots of airflow and our masks on and all those good things. So that's for all of our preschool through fifth grade kids to come in and we're celebrating the joyful love of Jesus this year. Confirmation classes will start September 26th with an orientation meeting for students and parents to come and learn about our program and all of the great things that we have planned for the year. And then we're kicking off youth groups also. Our middle school youth group is gonna start this week. We'll meet every Wednesday from four o'clock to 5.30 and we'll plan to be on campus this year. And then we're starting a high school youth group on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 8.30. And again, we'll be on campus for that. So any questions about any of those things, come and see me. I would love to chat with you. We're also looking forward to Pastor Eric's Wednesday morning Bible study starting. They're gonna remain on Zoom for the fall. So if you would like to be on that Zoom email list, let us know in the office. We're using the same list that we used last year, so if you were in there last year, you're good, but if you wanna join in, 
come and talk with us. All right, thanks. All right, thank you. Thank you, Deacon Adam. Uh, as you might imagine, it has been a challenging season for anybody working with young people. Uh, uh, any children under 12 are not eligible to have had shots. It's very complicated. Preschool started up uh, on Thursday and will be starting up this week too. Uh, and uh, so prayers for everyone working with kids in the public schools and private schools here at the church. It's a really difficult time. Kids are very slow to come back and get involved. Parents are very worried, but keep them all uh, in your prayers. Altar flowers today given by the Campbell family. Thank you to the Campbell family uh, for that and celebration of their wonderful church family and the blessings that we uh, provide locally and globally. So thank you. Uh, to David and Jenny and their family for that. Uh, Lenore Eckert died this week. I mentioned last week she was very close to death. She died this week. Those services are pending. Now we have a guest this morning, uh, Faye Rubistello. Now you don't know her story. Faye, back here. There, Faye is waving at us. She's with David Barr back there. And the story is, 18 months ago when the pandemic started, Faye was down in Palm Springs and she started joining us online. And she's joined us for 18 months online, now moving back up uh, to Woodenville, but she joins us every week, and this morning she got to be with us this morning, so we welcome you. Today. And we know that for every story like Faye's story, there are many others out there who are watching us. So we've been told in the church to expect going forward that one-third to half of your congregation will always be online now, going forward as this pandemic has changed things. Jesus said um, in Matthew, the Great Commission, go there, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And how do we do that? Well, we've sent missionaries around the world in the past, but how do we do it now? Primarily, besides supporting missionaries, we are doing it through this technology. So I want you to just get ready. You're gonna be shocked by this video. You're gonna laugh hysterically. It's trending on YouTube. Here it is, the Media Center. The construction of the Media Center. So um, this is a, a critical part of our outreach. And so um, I'd invite you, as we are dedicating the Media Center today, just to hold up a hand and let's have a prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you for the gift of technology, for this miracle through which we can touch the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you for our staff, and we thank you for volunteers. We thank you for the contractors, all who labored that we might have this media center. And we give thanks and praise to also for all of those who are watching us online right now. We pray a blessing upon them, upon their lives and their family. They are a part of our family as well. May we be faithful in going to all nations and using the tools that you've entrusted to, to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now their contractors are listed in your bulletin, uh, but we want to honor uh, four volunteers who were kind of, Carl said, hey, you want a little job? Uh, and you know, four months later of work, uh, Rocky Knickerbocker, Pat McBiles, uh, Gary Guernsey, and William Griswold. So I know pa Pat and Rocky are here. Would you just come up for just a moment? Pat, come on, Rocky, come on, wear your shorts. <laughs> so, these two have been here a lot, 
and uh, we're, we're just very thankful. Thank you both, and uh, I hope you know that your labors here make a difference every week across the airwaves. And I've really thought hard about what I could do to honor you, so I got you a Trinity Terry shirt. <laughs> One for each of you. Yes, you're very welcome. I know, it's, I know you're touched in more ways than one. But that's not all. I also got you cassette tapes of Carl's music. <laughs> which, is, uh, which are free out on the table if you want one. But here's one, here's one for you, Pat. And here's one for you. And then uh, also we did uh, give you just a card of thanks for serving us. But thank you. I do appreciate it. Oh, Gary's not here, but Joanne's here. Joanne, are you here? Oh, yeah, come on up, Joanne. <laughs> I got a t-shirt for Gary. <laughs> I can't figure out why you didn't run up here to get yours. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Joanne, here. This is for Gary, and this is for Gary. Do you have a cassette player? No, okay. <laughs> I figured as much, and this is for Gary, too. But thank you all, thank you. Yeah. Yes, even in the midst of the pandemic, we have so much to be thankful for. We're honored by all of you being here, especially those visitors. Thank you for being here. Uh, I'd invite you now to stand as we are going to lift our hearts to God and pray to God as we sing together as Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer. you depart from this place of worship, go out those doors and find your own place of ministry and service. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now our sending hymn, sing along with Carl. He's got the whole world in his hands.